Have you ever hungered for more? Well, I've got good news. There's a reason for that. You hunger for more because you were made for more. And God wants you to become everything that he has created you to be. But that work doesn't happen at some time off in the future. That work happens now in holy moments. We are in week one of a new message series that's based on a new book by Matthew Kelly called Holy Moments. So if you're joining us today for the first time or the first time in a long time, welcome, and you are joining us at a great time. If you'd like a copy of the book and you don't have one, there's no reason to order one on Amazon. We have a bunch by the door that we would love to, to give to you. And also, if you, there's anyone in your life who you think might benefit from the book, you know, take one for them and invite them to come to Mass with you next week. The book has four parts, and you can zip through each part in probably less than a half hour or a few minutes a day. So if you read one part a week, either before or after Mass, you will be right on track with us. While you don't have to read the book to get this series, you will certainly get more if you do. Basically, the point is this. A holy moment is a single moment where you open and make yourself available to God. You set aside your self-preference and then you do whatever it is you think God is asking you to do. In the book, Matthew Kelly recounts the story from Ernest Hemingway. And Ernest Hemingway one night was writing of a night he had while he was living in Paris. He said that he had had a wonderful dinner, he had a wonderful night with his wife, and he seemingly had everything he could have wanted. But in his heart, he said, he still hungered. You see, he hungered for more because he was made for more. You know, maybe you've had a similar experience. Maybe you've said, or maybe you've heard someone say, or maybe you've even said it yourself, I have everything I thought I needed to be happy, and yet I'm still not happy. Well, newsflash, more of the same is not going to give you that happiness for which you long. Not more money in the bank, not that next fitness goal, not that next achievement for your kids, not another drink, a dinner, a show on Netflix, or anything else that the world can provide. Simply put, to feel full, you need holy moments. Holy moments help you feel full. You know, because the opposite. (laughs) The opposite of holy moments is an unholy moment and unholy moments leave us longing. So what makes the difference between a holy moment and an unholy moment? You, you make the difference. Not your surroundings, not your situation, but your choices now. What's in your past doesn't matter. What matters is only the present, that you open yourself to God now that you set aside your self-preference now and that you do 
whatever you think God is asking you to do right now. We see this play out in the scenes of the epiphany that we saw in the gospel. You know, when we think of the epiphany, we think of the bright star shining in the sky, and we think of the three wise men, the three magi. And after the birth of Jesus, they arrived in Jerusalem, and they asked King Herod, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw its star at its rising and have come to do him homage. In the ancient world, it was common to think that a star would appear when a great person or a king was born. But the important thing for us is the magi were open. They were open to receiving God's revelation and then they were open to following where it led. For them, this was a holy moment. They opened themselves to God and they did whatever they thought God was asking of them, even when it meant leaving their own country. So they had to set aside their self-preference. King Herod, however, does the opposite. For him, it was an unholy moment. When he received word, it said he was greatly troubled. He should have been happy, but instead he closed himself to God and was not going to set aside his self-preference. So here we have the same circumstances, but two different responses. Where the Magi saw hope and possibility, Herod saw a threat. Now to answer the question that the Magi give, Herod consulted the chief priests and the scribes of the people to inquire where the Messiah was to be born. And they respond to him by, in accordance with what was prophesied by, by Micah, and they respond, in Bethlehem of Judea. Now, this is just a minor point, but for us, knowing more about God does not necessarily make us more like God. And as disciples, we're not simply called to know things about Jesus. We are called to be like Jesus. And this is what happens when we live holy moments. So for Herod, this was another missed opportunity or an unholy moment. And then instead of going with the Magi to Bethlehem, Herod sends them off with the words, he says, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and give him homage. It's like you can almost hear his insincerity. You know, if Herod had of went with the Magi, what would have happened? Well, his heart would have melted. He would have had forgiveness for everything that was in his past. He would have been restrained from making some of the bad decisions that he would make in the future. And finally, he would have found the only thing, the only person who could satisfy all his hungers. The Magi, Herod, the chief priests and the scribes and indeed everyone in Jerusalem all saw the same sky and the same star. The Magi followed the star and we cannot imagine the fulfillment and the joy that they had as they paid homage to Jesus, as they laid down before him and then offered, them, offered him their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. 
You know, but everyone else didn't. They could have followed the star, but they didn't follow the star. It's the same thing with our circumstances. Every circumstance can be either a holy moment or an unholy moment. And for many of them, it was an unholy moment. Because we all get to choose. The Magi chose. King Herod chose. And now you. And now each of us, we get to choose. Are we going to seek Jesus no matter what it costs us? Or are we going to go to great lengths to try and fill our hunger with other things, things that will ultimately leave us hungry? The choice is yours, and you get to make it each and every day. What will you choose?